The following is presented by the Center for Political Innovation, CPI, Building American Socialism for the 21st Century. To learn more, visit cpiusa.org. Hello, everyone. How are you doing today? So good to have you on here. Uh, let me just get us streaming on Rockfin, and then we'll be good to go. It's going to be quite an interesting stream today, quite interesting. Uh, let me just let me just get us going on Rockfin. There we go. It'll be quite interesting today uh, how we do this um, because I think today I'm going to try something I've never tried before. Before we get to that, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the notifications bell. Please do that thing. Be sure to do that thing. Uh, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the notifications bell. We always like it when people are notified notified uh, about events. Um, we always like that, don't we? But yes, everybody, I'm so glad we can get on here and have a nice, nice conversation this afternoon. It's always, always a lot of fun. It's always great. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, 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 welcome. So today. Today, it looks like I am going to try an, an experiment right now. I am going to experiment with how we do something on this stream. Before I do that, um, I'm going to open a can of unnamed diet beverage. I am then going to pour the unnamed diet beverage into an unnamed non-beverage, non-diet cup. Um, and I'm pouring the unnamed diet beverage. So... As you know, right now we are streaming on Facebook. We are on Facebook, as you now know. You are, we are on Facebook, we are on YouTube, and we are on this other app called Rockfin, where I've been doing some exclusive streams on Rockfin. So what I'm going to do now is I am going to drop the StreamYard link into the Rockfin. Not going to drop it on Facebook, not going to drop it on YouTube, but I'm going to drop it on Rockfin. I am going to actually drop the StreamYard link. And if you want to come on and say hello to our audience and ask me a question or just chat with me, uh, and you're on the Rockfin, uh, you, can, you can just uh, hop on and say hello. Now, keep in mind, if I don't see your face, I'm not going to bring you on the stream, number one. Uh, and if you say something crazy or start you know, taking your clothes off or something like that or cursing or, or something like that, I'm just going to remove you, right? Um, but if you want to come on, uh, I am now posting the link to come on the StreamYard. A little bit of a risk, never done this before, but if you're on the Rockfin, you can hop on. So I just posted the link. Uh, and so if you're on the Rockfin, you can hop on the StreamYard. We are having, this will be like a first call-in show that we've ever done. Uh, people will be able to join, join the stream and say hello. If you've got a webcam, turn your webcam on. Uh, and I will bring you on the stream. I will bring you on the broadcast. Uh, link is posted in the Rockfin chat right now. So if you want to join us, go right ahead. We'd love to have you. Welcome, everybody. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notifications bell. And that's kind of how we're going to do it. Before we do our roll call and our opening remarks. All right. Let me, let me go over it. I always have to go over it in case some of you are new. So the way we always do this, the way we always do this, um, the way we always do this is that I give my opening remarks, and then from there I do the roll call where people, I work where I call people out, uh, names and locations, um, and then I answer super chat questions for the rest of the show. That's how we do it. 
That's the way we're going to do things. Um, but today, instead of opening remarks, well, I mean, I'm going to have some opening remarks. I'm going to give some comments on world events. But uh, one thing that I am going to do uh, is I'm going to experiment with bringing in some of this community. So if you have a webcam and you are you are in the uh, in the webcam area, uh, if you have a webcam and you're on the Rockfin, you have to be on the Rockfin, right? You can't, you can't. I'm not posting it on on YouTube, not posting it on on Facebook, but I am posting it in the Rockfin. Uh, I am going to let people come on. I see there's one guy already lined up. Uh, and he's pumped. Somebody named Anthony is already waiting. But if you're in the Rockfin and you want to join uh, join the Streamyard, um, by all means, do so. I'd love to have you on. Um, but like I said, you know, if you, if you start acting weird, I'll probably just pull you out uh, two seconds later. Uh, but there you go. That's how we're going to do it. So uh, if you're on the Rockfin, you can just jump right in, uh, and I'll bring you on, and you can say hi to our community. So now I am about, we'll see how this works. This may be the only time I do this, but if this goes well, I might do it more often. It just depends. If this is, turns into a complete and utter nightmare, I'll never do this again. But if this works out, right? We did it on the Bible class last night on Rockfin a little bit, and it seemed to work out okay. So I am going to start bringing people from the Rockfin on the stream. It'll be like a call-in show. All right. All right. So we're going to try it out, right? So here we go. Anthony, say hello to everybody. Welcome. Hey everyone! Wow, what an honor to be your first guest ever, Caleb, in this in this fashion. What an honor! All right, tell us what, what's on your mind today, Anthony. Oh man, you know it's kind of goofy, but I actually just uh, I called into another radio program. Everyone probably knows who it is. He, some call him a liberal gentleman, and I basically said, you know, he said, "Oh, we got another co-sponsor for Medicare for All. That's a real great left story, a left win." And I said. It's a joke. Everyone knows the co-sponsor is a joke and you're, you know, apologize. I just tried to say, say what it is. You know, you're a S-lib and you, you, you've diluted progressive as to be meaningless. And uh, he, he was he was not a fan of what I said, but I just had to put it out there to whoever heard it. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Did you manage to get to any of those Medicare for all marches they had this summer? I thought they were awesome. The one in New York City was tremendous. Did you get to one? Yeah, I did. There was a little small event in Detroit. Went to that, and uh, it's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, I thought it was impressive. In LA, they had a lot of good speakers. In the okay. LA, Medicare yeah. Hall. Where in Detroit are you? I'm in uh, Southwest Detroit, and okay. uh, kind of really close to the Ambassador uh, Bridge, where they got the Canadian blockade right now. Oh wow, that's pretty wild. Yeah. I've heard now. Is this is this true that the Canadian truckers are going to be like driving through the United States pretty soon? Is that is that what's happening, or or no? I don't know about that. Can they, I mean the border's been kind of locked down, depending on your vaccination, but most everyone is vaccinated anyway. But it seemed to me like here at the Ambassador Bridge, it was mostly just kind of pickup trucks and <laughs> people like that blocking the road with whatever. So not a huge group by any means. Very good. Well, uh, exciting. I'm glad you called out that liberal on uh, we need Medicare for all more than ever. And I mean, I, I mean, it blew my mind when I saw Jimmy Dore's name like trending on Twitter. I was like, is this for real? Like, I, I was trending, trending just for me. And and then all of a sudden, they, all these liberals were just going after Jimmy Dore over force the vote and and calling the Medicare for all marches a red brown alliance. And I had never seen anything like this. But Medicare for all is what all of them are supposed to be for. Right. All the Bernie Sanders people, all of them are supposed to believe in in Medicare for all. Uh, so why, why did they all of a sudden turn against it? You know, um, it was shocking to me. 
Yeah. And the thing is, I thought Pelosi said she was going to retire. So it's still going to be an issue. You know, I don't promote the Democratic Party. So in most cases, I'd say don't even vote for, you know, obviously. But this person whose radio show I called, I said he obviously promotes it in every situation. And I said, well, Pelosi's supposed to retire. So it's going to be an issue again. What are you going to do this time? Mm -hmm. I hear you. Yeah. Just posting the link again uh, in the uh, in the stream yard. Uh, we've All never right. done this before. So, uh, you know, thank you. Thank you, thank Anthony. You. My best to everybody out there in Detroit. Uh, as I've told people many times, I used to hang out in Hamtramck. There was a summer, the summer Obama was elected. I lived in Detroit. So thank you, Anthony, for joining us. And if anybody else who's on the Rockfin uh, wants to jump in, we would love to have you. Uh, we would love to have you. Uh, that would be very awesome. Thank you for joining us, Anthony. That went really well. See? That makes me think this is something I could do more regularly, but I don't know, right? It's, it's a bit of a risk, right? Um, but there you go. Uh, thank you for joining us, Anthony. Does anyone else want to jump on? Is there anyone else in the stream yard who wants to jump on and say hello to our lovely city building community? What are some of the staples of our community? We got we need a government of action to fight for working families. We got that. Um, a government of action to fight for working families. That's a, a staple of our community. Out of the movement to the masses. That's one of our, our, our slogans that we use. Um, we, what else do we say? We say unnamed diet beverage. We love our unnamed diet beverage. Oh, yes, we do love our unnamed diet beverage. Um, you know, uh, dare to struggle, dare to win. What else do we say? Socialism isn't a pencil factory, says Shia. Very, very good. But anyone, anyone else on the stream yard want to jump on in? Uh, anyone else want to just jump on in? If I see you uh, on the stream yard, I will, I will let you in uh, because that's very, very exciting. But yes, I posted it on the Rockfin. I think that's, you know, Rockfin, we got about 12 people watching right now. A little bit safer, but I'm a little nervous about, about posting it on the YouTube. I don't know. But maybe it's worth doing. Maybe I should do that. But yeah, if you want to hop on and say hi to our community, you can do that. If I see anyone else show up in the stream yard, I will let you in. Fusion City Now, that is certainly a theme that we do. Fusion City Now, we talk about Fusion City. That's constantly being discussed, our answer to climate change. Um, what else do we talk about on these streams? We talk about the Sandino-Zapata Economic Corridor. Uh, that's always fun. We talk about that as our program to bring jobs uh, and, uh, and economic opportunities to Central America to stop the wave of mass migration. We certainly do talk about that. Um, but there you go, folks. If anyone else wants to jump on in the Rockfin, I have posted the link in the stream. Um, there you go. Um, you know, there's there's a few of us watching. Um, maybe I'll do it on here. I'm a little nervous about doing that. I'll just be honest with you. I'm a little nervous about doing it, but you know, uh, there's only 12 people watching on Rockfin. Um, maybe, should I, I'll just ask the people in the chat. Should I actually post the StreamYard link in the YouTube chat, should, do I dare? Should I do it? Should I do it? Should I bring people on the StreamYard uh, from YouTube? Should I do that thing? Uh, what do people think? Should I try to bring on a few people, um, you know, to just talk and open up um, the coal miners riddle? Uh, that's something we definitely talk a lot about on these streams. Should I do it? Should I bring people on? Should I give people the opportunity to jump on? Should I do it? I'm gonna do it. I'm going to do it. Now, if this starts to get ugly, I'll just stop doing it and I'll stop letting people in. But I think I'm going to do it, right? I think this is one of those wild afternoons. It's a wild afternoon in February. It's February 8th. 
Um, I believe it's uh, the birthday of Gary Coleman. Um, and uh, we were going to do something wild. So I, I think, um, you know, I think we'll do it. But like I said, the first person who gets on here and acts foolish, I'm going to shut it down. If I don't see your face, I need to see an actual face. I don't see a face. I'm not letting you on here. All right. I'm going to do it. I am going to actually post the link in the YouTube. Oh, my goodness. This is a risk. This is a risk, folks. Uh, but it's going to happen. It's going to happen. All right. Just posted the link. If you want to come on and say hi to our community, you want to do it. I always want to see who's behind the camera, who's on the other side. I just posted the link. So it's there. And if people want to come on, if you've got a webcam, I can bring you on to say what's on your mind. This is wild. Isn't it wild? I've never done this before. It's like a call-in show experiment. It is wild. So if anyone, anyone wants to take that link, uh, the link is above. That's the guest link for StreamYard. Who gonna, who's going to do it? Who's going to hop on? I will bring you on. Wow. Won't that be wild? Won't that be wild? Never done this before. Um, now while we're waiting for someone to hop on, um, oh, we got somebody who's on there already. I don't know if folks heard, but apparently Macron, the president of France, and Russian President Vladimir Putin have made a deal. Uh, they have reached an arrangement. Uh, they've made a deal uh, where they are going to uh, withdraw some of Russia's troops from Belarus. I mean, that's the exciting thing. Uh, Danny, I'll bring you on, but you got to take your mask off. You got to take your mask off, Danny. Uh, if you take your mask off, I'll bring you on. Um, but there you go. There you go. Um, so if you can take your mask off there, Danny, um, there you go. I'll bring you on. Uh, but I see. Uh, Lando, Lando Miffy, uh, wants to come on. So here we go. We're going to hear from someone from our community named Lando Miffy. Go ahead, Lando. Hello, everybody. How you doing? What's on your mind? Amazing. Uh, you might remember me, Caleb, as Elias from Finland. Okay. From your roll calls. All right. Welcome. Anyway, Welcome, Elias from Finland. Yeah, nice Elias. to be here. Um, very yeah. good. Um, yeah. yeah What's really on your mind? Any yeah, I didn't really have any business, but I just wanted to drop in and say, because right now, as you can see, I'm at the gym. Okay. Working out, and I just wanted to thank you, Caleb, personally, because uh, it was your ideas that got me out of the fucking synthetic left. Sorry for swearing. Anyway. Oh, Your great. ideas got me out of the, yeah, from the mindset of fucking failure and, and like fetishizing of weakness and all that. Okay, was, great. You inspired so me to go get a, get a job, get my life in order to get my get my paychecks, get my, get my money and go to the gym, start working out, fix everything. So I just wanted to thank you. Come alive wow. and say thank you. Well, I'm really, really glad to hear that. I've had such an impact on your life. That's, that's I'm, very- painful. I'm not the only one, surely. Okay. Well, tell me, what do you plan to do today at the gym? Uh, what, what, what is your exercise routine for today? I'm doing a, a pool day. I'm just kind of finishing. Did my last set of, um, what, what's it called? Bent over rows. <laughs> Okay. And now I'm just going to do some uh, incline bicep curls. Okay. Very good. Very good. Yeah, I I, uh, I went to the gym yesterday, um, and I, I was going to go today, but I, I was not sure. I woke up this morning feeling kind of sore, and I thought maybe you know they say you're supposed to only do uh, you're supposed to only do five days a week. Never go more than five days in seven days, right? You want to take at least two rest days. So I figured maybe today yeah. instead of going to the gym, I had some downtime. Instead of going to the gym, I ought to just stream. So here I am. Um, but they, you're in Finland. You're talking to us from Finland. Yeah. Well, what is Central the Finland. atmosphere in Finland like? Like, what's what? Are, what are people thinking in Finland these days? Well, um, 
I'm not really an expert, but I can tell you that it's the, the same kind of synthetic left attitude is very prevalent here in like the mainstream left parties, at least. There's the uh, left alliance party, which is like the largest party that is nominally socialist. Mm. And they are very much into the, into the you know, ultra leftist kind of attitude. They call China imperialist, they call Russia imperialist, and they, they want to side with Ukraine and NATO. And they just, they purchased, like they in the parliament, they voted for the acquiring of the, the F-35 Hornets, the, mm. the fighter jets. From from NATO, from fucking US USA. Wow, it's, it's not really great, today. I was just reading uh, the Junius pamphlet by Rosa Luxemburg, uh, the great Marxist, uh, and she talked about how you know the the German Social Democratic Party. Uh, part of the way they ended up becoming an imperialist party was it wasn't just like they just immediately supported World War One, but they they made concessions. They started paying for armaments and. And all of that. And so it was really eerie reading that pamphlet where she puts forward the question of socialism or barbarism. Uh, it was a, quite a powerful piece. Um, so great. Well, anything else you want to say to our audience? Um, Not really. I got to get onto my bicep curls now. So I just, I'm very glad to have been here. Thank you, Caleb. Well, very good. Uh, glad to have you on. Thank you very much, Elias from Finland. Always a pleasure. Bye, yeah. Thank you. Wow, wasn't that amazing? That was so great. We had Elias from Finland on the stream. That was really cool. That was very, very, very cool. That was great. And, uh, you know, the link, uh, I, I can post it one more time. Um, there's somebody on who's wearing a face mask, so I'm not letting you on if you wear a face mask. You have to have your real face, right? Because people might do things on their face mask they wouldn't do if they, they showed their real face. So as a rule, uh, you have to show your real face for me to let you on. That's how it's going to work. But we're going to keep doing this. Uh, we are going to keep going with this. Uh, I think that is, this is pretty wild. Um, I'm having a good time. We've never done this before. Uh, and we are bringing in people from our community. So I'm posting the link one more time. There you go. It's posted in the YouTube. It's posted in the Rockman. If you want to come on and say hello to our audience. Um, Telling this person who's wearing a mask, they have to take their mask off, uh, and then I'll bring them on. But there you go. Uh, there you go. Um, so, yeah, who wants to, if anyone else wants to come on and uh, give me a piece of their mind, uh, you have the link. It is on the YouTube. We've had two people. So far, we've heard from Anthony from Detroit, who commented about the Medicare for All marches and uh, how he just called into a show to talk about Medicare for All. Uh, that was pretty cool. And then we just heard Elias from Finland. And now Danny has taken his mask off. So we're going to bring Danny on. Hey, Danny. What's happening? Hello? Hello? Hey, Danny. How are you? I can't really hear. Can you hear me? Uh, I can hear you, Danny. Can you hear us? Can you hear us, Danny? On the FBTA. Can you hear me? Oh. Um, a little loud. Okay. All right. It seems like Danny. Danny is, uh, you know, uh, Danny is not really here. Respond in the chat if you can hear. Uh, we can't hear you. But, uh, but there you go. Um, so Danny, we couldn't really hear him. That's okay. Uh, technical difficulties there. Um, but it looks like he was on a bus or something, right? Public transportation in the United States. I mean, you go to any other country, the public transportation is better. I mean, it's really an outrage the way how bad public transportation is. Um, 
But there you go. But if anyone else wants to just hop on in, um, we can we can bring you on. Um, so, you know, I posted the link. If you want to hop on in, uh, that would be great um, because I just want to kind of hear from our community. But yes, uh, President Macron of France and Putin have reached some kind of agreement. Um, so there you go. So I see uh, somebody has come on in. Let me wait for their image to load. Um, somebody is here. Um, I can't see their face yet, but there you go. Uh, there you go. Anyone else wants to come on in? That would be awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. But I've never done this before. I like the idea of getting us to know our community a little bit better, getting an opportunity to see who's on the other side of the camera. I think that's really, really cool. Um, you know, um, you know, David Fox says that he will hop in in 10 minutes. Well, I'd love to have David Fox on. Love to have David Fox on. Um, you know, uh, love to have David Fox on. But yeah, um, but yeah, it's pretty, pretty wild. Um, you know, there's been a deal that's been made. Um, now, we also understand that there's been some new revelations about the Iran nuclear deal. I don't know if people have heard about this, but, you know, the, the Israel lobby and forces aligned with Israel have really tried to kill. And, and they, they essentially did. I mean, they got Donald Trump to pull out of it. But even while the Iran nuclear deal was me, being negotiated, they were able to kill it. Um, let me just let Peter know. Um, I was going to bring Peter on, but I couldn't see his image. So uh, I'm waiting for that. But yes, um, you know, they were working to kill the Iran nuclear deal. Uh, they were looking to make the Iran nuclear deal, you know, prevent it from passing. Um, and that's been revealed. There's been some new revelations about that and how they operated. I remember the, the Iran nuclear deal. I went to Iran while there was negotiations for the Iran nuclear deal taking place. And um, and I was, you know, reporting from the UN for press TV at the time, giving commentary on the issue for RT. Um, and uh, that Iran nuclear deal was a really big deal. And there was a really big division in the ruling class over the Iran nuclear deal, for sure. So there you go. Does Danny want to, we want to try Danny one more time. Uh, Danny, can you hear us? Can you hear us, Danny? Can you hear us? Can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear us? Can you hear us? Can you hear us, Danny? Can you hear me, Caleb? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? I can see you, but not like visually. I mean, I can see your screen. It's just okay. black. Okay. Can you hear me? But can you hear my voice? Can you hear my voice? Can you hear my voice? No, you can't. Okay. I'm always in your uh, streams. Oh, okay. Um, as defund the oligarch. All right, defund the oligarch. Um, huge fan. Very good. Can you hear me? Uh, I can hear you absolutely, but can you hear us? Really here. Okay. All right. Well, well, glad to glad to meet you, Danny. Hello. So glad to meet you. That was great. It's always great to know who's out there. Um, you know. But there we go. There we go. But yeah, if anyone else wants to hop on in, um, I have never opened it up like this before, but I'm, I'm doing that. I am opening it up uh, to let people come on in and say hi on the StreamYard. Uh, isn't that fun? I just posted the link again. Uh, I just wanted to kind of get to know people. We are kind of an intimate community here. You know, we're not the biggest YouTube channel ever. Um, we're not the biggest Rockfin stream or Facebook community ever. But we know each other and we, we stream so often, um, you know, I figured it would just be 
be fun to just kind of see who's here. Um, so, you know, if anyone else wants to hop on in, I see Peter is hopping in, uh, but I don't see Peter's face yet. Um, I see that there's someone named Peter, uh, but I don't see his face. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I don't know why, um, why I don't see his face, but I'm just waiting for Peter to, um, to see his face and then I'll bring him on. Um, my camera is on, says Peter. All right. Well, we'll try. We'll shut this down really quick. If, if it, if it, if it doesn't go through, uh, Peter, Peter, you there? Can you see us? I see just the, 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 the circular, um, yeah, so Peter doesn't seem to be working out there, but if Peter's able to upload like his image, I can bring him on. But there we go. Thank you for bearing with me, you all. I know this may not be the most entertaining thing at the moment, uh, but this is kind of an experiment, uh, kind of an experiment, um, but uh, that we're that we're trying to do. Um, you know, uh, Omix says it's a based new setup. Um, you know, there you go. Caleb only had 20K subscribers, but everyone went out and started an organization. Well, there you go. That's one way of putting it. Um, pretty wild, isn't it? Well, now I have to go and turn the totally, the totally real painting back on. Um, right? We love our totally real painting, don't we? But anyhow, um, I just thought this would be a fun way to, to experiment, uh, to bring people on the stream yard, and that's always fun. But welcome, everybody. Welcome, 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 welcome. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the notifications bell. Uh, always a pleasure to engage with all of you. Um, and uh, I just wanted to, to bring to people's attention uh, the fact that, that we've been facing the danger of a new world war. We've been facing an economic crisis. Um, and what we are doing here is so important. What we're doing here is so important. Um, you know, I, I can't tell you enough. This rally that happened in New York City on Saturday, uh, there was a rally that they had. Um, and the slogan they used, you know, fight racism, not Russia. Uh, you know, uh, the other slogan that they used, I believe someone's quoted as saying, it's not uh, Russia's fault. They made us go back to work. Uh, I mean, they just did everything they could to pander to wokes, um, you know, to pander to the liberal woke elements. And we need the anti-war movement to get to average Americans because average Americans are against these wars. They are more against these wars than ever before in my own lifetime. The public doesn't want a war, but yet the mainstream synthetic left is so determined to just stick to the woke Democratic Party agenda um, and not get to average people uh, that they just won't uh, won't do it. And it's it's infuriating. It's absolutely infuriating. Um, we need to get out of the movement and get to the masses. And what we're doing right now at the Center for Political Innovation, I'll just give you a rundown, an update on what we're doing at the Center for Political Innovation. Uh, the Center for Political Innovation right now, um, you know, we are getting ready for a national day of action around Alex Saab. Alex Saab is a Venezuelan diplomat who was grabbed off of his plane, right? He was on his way to, um, you know, Alex Saab was on his way to Iran from Venezuela, uh, functioning as a diplomat. He was on his way to Iran from Venezuela and the, the, Cabo Verde authorities grabbed him off of his plane uh, and they held him in Cabo Verde. He was extradited to the United States. February 16th is the day that this Venezuelan diplomat 
uh, will be uh, will be it'll be determined whether or not his diplomatic immunity applies and whether or not uh, he should be released. And this is a really, really important an important thing uh, to talk about the Alex Saab case. It's a very, very important thing to talk about because basically the United States is declaring uh, that they have uh, they have global jurisdiction. They can grab anyone anywhere in the world if they don't like a country, if they don't like Venezuela. They don't like Iran, if they don't like Cuba, if they don't like Russia, if they don't like China, uh, that they can grab anybody in the world who does business with them and bring them to the United States and put them in federal prison. Uh, and it's a horrific, a horrific, a horrific precedent that the United States is trying to set. So February 16th, there is a national, national day of action to free Alex Saab. Um, and folks from the Center for Political Innovation are going to be in the streets around the country. Uh, in Los Angeles, there's a demonstration that's been planned. In the Bay Area, there's a demonstration that has been planned. Uh, there's a demonstration that has been planned uh, in New York City. There's a demonstration that's being planned in Boston, in Washington, D.C., in Chicago. People are talking about doing something. Everywhere, people are, you know, are going to be raising awareness. And it's, it's it's very important to the Venezuelans. Uh, you know, our Venezuelan comrades who are struggling to build socialism in their country under the threat of, of, of U.S. invasion, you know, U.S. crippling economic sanctions coming down on the country. It means the world to them uh, that we would take to the streets for Alex Saab. And so we're going to do that. And that is set for February 16th. Um, so if you are a Center for Political Innovation person, if you want to meet people from the Center for Political Innovation, uh, you can get involved in that. So that's one thing. But now it looks like we have somebody else who wants to come on. We have Bindu. Uh, so we're going to bring Bindu on to say hello to this community. Bindu. Hey, Caleb. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right, man. Doing all right. Good, good. So uh, what do you want to say to our community today? Uh, I just want to say, man, Caleb, honestly, like I've recently, so I've been aware of you for a while through like Jimmy Dore's channel. I've heard Max Blumenthal talk about you as well. And uh, Jackson as well. I'm a huge fan of Jackson's channel. And I honestly, I've never heard like somebody with as much hope and optimism in the future. And in terms of like through the communist lens and things like that, because I can honestly say I've always been like a more of like a social democratic person. But now, like you've introduced me to, you know, different people to read and check out. Even I've been going back and reading like a lot of Malcolm X's, you know, opinions on countries like China. And it's just it's astounding to see how much they really don't tell us about, you know, the, about the history of Americans and Americans who supported communism. But just seeing the the overall optimistic tone that you have about the future has just been like, honestly, inspiring for me personally and has been inspiring me to, you know, go and tell my friends about it. And as well as my my audience as well, I have a YouTube channel as well. So I'm really glad to hear that. That's really, really great. What's the name of your YouTube channel? Is that American Autopsy? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Well, we will have to check that out. That's great. Um, now, um, how did you get into listening to like Jackson Hinkle and Max Blumenthal and all of that? Um, honestly, I've been listening to Jimmy Dore for a while and I saw like his guest appearances on Jackson's show. And then later on, um, Max will come on a lot to um, talk about, I think it was Venezuela, if I'm not mistaken. So I was following Jimmy's like Syria and Venezuela coverage a lot because I'm going to be honest, like I used to be one of those people that, you know, would be, oh, Maduro's bad guy, dictator, da, 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 things like that. Same thing with um, um, it's Assad in Syria as well, like just because I'm, you know, at, at the time I didn't know. So but um, but Jackson has really been like 
like, because I'm young myself, I'm around 24, 25 years old. So like seeing like somebody around my age speaking the way he does and speaking in a similar fashion, I speak to like a lot of my parents and friends, my, my parents and a lot of my friends as well. It's just like, it's cool to see somebody else. Like, like, I, like I'm not alone out there. <laughs> Am I yeah. or anything? Absolutely. Well, it sounds like, like Bindu, you've been part of that pipeline. The, the, the synthetic laughter I was talking about, right? First you watched Jimmy Dore and then Jackson Hinkle and the next thing you know, you're on a stream with Caleb Maupin, right? That's why they got to stop it right now, right? They got to shut shut down YouTube channels and silences. They, they're afraid of what, what you've been through, right? Uh, you, you saw the light and, and you've, you've seen the light a little bit more and, and it seems like you now you're, you're, you're joining this kind of growing anti-imperialist community. So I'm really, really glad that you came on. I'm really, really glad to, to, to talk to you. Anything else that's on your mind you want to share with the viewers? Um, just going off kind of what you were saying, like, and it is weird because my dad is very like not very political, but he follows politics kind of. He's more of like an apolitical person. Like he's been through the Clintons, he's been through, you know, all the people who, you know, told told him certain things. They would clean up the, you know, the black community and things like that. We're gonna help. And it's honestly seeing the destruction that was brought from that. When I would talk to him about people like AOC or Ilhan Omar, he instantly like saw, he was like, yeah, don't, that's, that's not, that's not, that's not going to turn out well. And he's one of the people, even though he doesn't use the exact term synthetic leftism, he understood at that time, even I, even I didn't, you know, understand at that time. But now that I understand like, oh, it's just like right now. And I know Convo Couch says this a lot too. I watch their channel as well. That electoral, yeah, electoral politics is just not going to save us right now. We need to join hands with our working class brothers and sisters, regardless of their, you know, current beliefs, you know, whatever it is about them. At the end of the day, they're in the same boat as us and we need to align with with them as well. So it's just dope. And and I live in more of a suburban area. So I'm I'm in a mixed bag. I have Democrats, you know, people that that vote Democrat, people that, you know, vote for the vote for um the other side, Trump support. I have everything around me. And it's it's very weird to see the difference between like actual real life and political discourse online because it's not the same as in you know like people have these like stark partisan lines that they adhere to when normal people don't adhere to that at all honestly mm-hmm. absolutely um well you know and one thing about that we need more than anything is that you know a lot of times these protests are just kind of people in the street they see the hashtag they go out and they're in the street and sometimes it gets rough or whatever but then at the end of the day they don't build community and that revolution is just as much about building as it is about tearing things down that, you know, yeah, that, that you might be tearing down the old order and, and, and you know, protesting and, and making noise, but you're also building up the new structures, you know, community assemblies and workers councils, you read up the Panthers and what they did with the free breakfast program or the communist exactly. party with their unemployment councils. And that the revolution can be just about as much about building as it is about tearing things down. And that just this kind of hashtag revolution that, that has kind of gotten trendy in the last like decade or so, I mean, it hasn't really brought the results people want. What do you think about that? Um, definitely. I, I definitely hear you on the hashtag part. Like that's one of, so I, I'm more of like, um, I kind of got into politics, like I said, through Jimmy and, but, um, a lot of my favorite, like, like music artists and things like that would kind of allude to politics and things like that. But then as I got more political, I'm like, oh, they're just throwing hashtags out and not really doing anything about it. So I definitely, I definitely see that. I have a very close friend to me 
who's kind of on that wavelength as well. And I like, he's kind of like on the synthetic left side. Like I'll point out to him, like the hypocrisies of, he calls himself a, like, you know, a communist, you know, Marxist and all that stuff. But it's like, you don't actually adhere to those practices. Every time I hear you talk and you're constantly like looking down on, you know, Republican voters and Trump supporters, like you point out the fallacies of those, you know, with those people, but you don't point out the fallacies on the other side, you know, on people that you align with and like focuses more on like the, you know, the identity politics stuff than actual, you know, feasible like policies that that would like you give, you know, if people have healthcare, they, you know, there's less of a chance that they're going to, you know, blame and scapegoat the other that you, you know, talk about so much. Like focus on these things and call out the people who claim to be about these things, you know, like the AOCs and Ohan Omars and Bernies that don't actually follow through and fight for these things. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, thank you very much, Bendu. Uh, ch- go check out Bendu's channel, American Autopsy. Uh, I'm going to check it out after this stream for sure. So thanks for coming on. Thank you thanks very for much. Me. Yeah, yeah. Have a good one, Caleb. You too. There you go. Well, that was fun. Oh, wow. And it looks like the great David Fox, the labor union activist, longtime progressive from, from down under in Australia, is ready to jump on. Hey, David, how you doing? Good, comrade. Yourself? I'm great. I'm great. I'm sitting here. It's the afternoon. I've got some downtime here at the office, and so I thought I would I would jump on and I'd open it up. Uh, I've never done this before. What do you? How do you think it's going? Oh, it's going brilliant. Actually, I, I had to go via the rock. Uh, the rock. Was the rock fin? Yeah. To, yeah. Uh, on there via my own computer. I couldn't do it for my own iPhone for some unknown reason. So anyway, that's uh, I've got to get the opportunity to say a quick good day and and also also good morning here. It's now February the 9th. And obviously a day ahead uh, here as well, but yeah, we've um, obviously we've got a well, I've got a busy day up ahead yet. I've uh, had a few meetings uh, in a couple of hours and that with some members and um, just the usual nuts and bolts issues. Of- yeah, yeah. Um, well, tell us about Australians for a New Democracy because I'm curious to learn more about uh, that that organization. Are you there, David? You seem to be frozen, at least on my end, um, but. Uh, are, are you are you able? To, are you still hearing me? Are you able to to hear me? Are you able to join us? There, you seem to. Be, oh, oh, you're viewing again. All right. Yeah, I was just rising there for a second. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But can you tell us about this new group, Australians for a New Democracy? Uh, what it's certainly, about? Yeah, certainly. Well, obviously, that was inspired by you guys with the Center of Political Center of Political Innovation. Uh, we uh, obviously wanted to have something that works for us here in Australia as well. Uh, obviously certain material conditions determine uh, a certain outcome here. So what we got into doing that, um, obviously on a very on a very similar platform for what you guys are doing as well. We have obviously had our first live back on the 26th of January. Uh, we And also Joe and Helen uh, did a live yesterday, and I shared that around everywhere. Uh, actually talking about Venezuela. We're obviously talking about what other activities to do, and obviously live studies, um, discussions, Right through to uh, also actually generally on, on the ground type of activity anywhere, especially what we're involved in any imperialist struggle, be a trade union struggle, uh, or any type of other working class struggles and community struggles, and be involved there. You know, from the movement to the masses, basically where the masses are, and it, we just think, well, it's basically Australia screaming out for this, and it, interesting uh, interest we get from all sorts of people. Uh, I'm not saying we're thousands of people coming on yet. I think it'll take time for it to grow. But obviously, there, there are interest people yearning for answers because obviously all these other groups 
Um, I won't mention names, but we all know who they are. Um, we're very you know, they're not providing anything. Um, they haven't gotten answers, and they just seem to uh, tail along um, what everyone else is doing. Uh, they're just the same old thing. They're, you know, the old form of insanity, keep doing the same thing, trying to achieve a different res- result. So that's um, well, obviously this is. Uh, this is good for us to do it, um, and I think you know, think, you know people want change. Um, people want to have something different because they know full well they know there's something inherently wrong with the system, um, but they don't know where to go. And, uh, and I, I think it's really important. Uh, someone who played a big influence in me, uh, an old uh, unionist and communist as well, the old um, painters and dockers union, um, said to me one time, "Look, when you come up against something, if you're opposed to something, make sure you've got something to replace it with." Hmm. That's very yeah. good. We, we, we can be anti this, anti that, don't like this, don't like that. But, okay, well, then what's our alternative? And I thought that was always a good one. If you're coming up with an argument, make sure you've got an alternative um, solution to um, back it up. So that's um, and that's what we're trying to do um, yeah, as well. And also be, be nation-building and city-building and, and be visionary as well instead of, you know, we've seen around, Australia's no different here. Look, it's to completely destructive, tear everything down and destroy everything, smash everything. Uh, well, I think people get fed up with it at the end of the day and they want something yeah, to look forward to. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Well, thank you for all that you've done, David, over the years, all the support you've given to this community. No worries. Thanks for coming on and, and giving a greeting to everybody here. Uh, this yep. is going pretty well so far, this opening up the stream yard. So we might uh, we might do this more often, I think. So uh, yeah. there you go. Well, uh, shout out to everyone in Australia. Give my best to Helen and everyone out there and uh, we'll be in touch. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Stay strong. Wow. The great David Fox hopped on. That was, that was really tremendous. That was really, really great. Um, now, um, before, um, you know, and we'll have more people on, we're going to keep it open for a little while here. Um, you know, if other people want to hop on while we're doing our opening remarks. Now there've been two super chats that have gone through. So I want to write them down because that's the second half of the show is me answering your super chat questions. So, uh, first, uh, can you talk about uh, how to get down to get down to the real masses and greetings from Germany? All right, so I'm going to write that one down. Down, I'm writing that one down. How to get down to the real masses? All right, and that's the first super chat. Writing it down because that's the second half of our show, right? Um, getting down to the real masses. All right, and um, and then uh, next uh, the next super chat. I want to make sure I get that one as well. Um, scrolling up, scrolling up. Scrolling up. All right. Um, so we'll hide current comment and then we'll scroll up to find the next, the 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 the, the, the super chat before uh, that, that just went by. And the next one, I think the left defends libs because there's no revolutionary class consciousness yet. So we fear the division of the working class as liberalism implodes. All right. So I think liberals defend, uh, I think left defends liberalism. Fear consciousness as this, as what implodes as divisions of the working class as liberalism implodes. Fear divisions of the working class as liberalism implodes. Very good. Very 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 good. All right. All right. Thank you everyone for for being patient with us as we try something we've never done before. Um, uh, but yeah, we'll just uh, there we go. Um, you know, um, uh, we'll post the link once more in the stream yard. Uh, if anyone else wants to hop on, 
Um, but I was giving an update on what we're doing with the Center for Political Innovation. So the next, the next update, um, so I talked about how Alex Saab, we're having a day of action for Alex Saab on February 16th. The next thing that we're going to be doing at the Center for Political Innovation, and anyone else can jump on, um, you know, uh, the next thing um, that we're going to be doing at the Center for Political Innovation uh, is going to be on March 12th uh, in Austin, Texas. Uh, we are going to be having an event. Austin, uh, in Austin on March 12th, uh, we are going to be having a gathering. Um, it's going to be called Free America from the Neoliberal Empire. It's going to be the name of the event. Um, and it's going to be featuring myself and Jackson Hinkle and some other uh, surprise guests uh, uh, will be joining us as well, um, it seems. Uh, so, so it's very exciting. We're kind of working out the details of who's going to be there, but it's really blowing up. I mean, Jackson Hinkle is promoting it, uh, and he's definitely going to be there. And there may be some others. There's some other uh, big name guests that are coming. So we're doing that March 12th. So March 12th, uh, if you can get to Austin for our event, it's going to be awesome. Um, it's going to be awesome. Um, you know, class analysis, Ryan, my good friend, Ryan is going to be there. And, uh, but yeah, that's going to be awesome. So, uh, if you want to send us a donation to help us with the cost of getting it done, you're on YouTube. The link to give us a donation is just below, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Amex. Is that how I say your name? Amex has made a promotional video, uh, to salute, uh, the event that we did. It was a great video, very funny with, with dancing and, you know, and, and lots of uh, techno music and stuff. So yeah, go check out the promotional video uh, that was made to promote the event. Um, that's gonna that it's gonna be a tremendous event. Uh, OYMX, right? Uh, did that promotional video to to kind of promote the event. So that's pretty cool. Um, so yes, uh, so that's coming up uh, March twelfth. So if you can shoot us a donation to help us with the cost of doing the event, that will make our lives a lot easier. Running an organization is not easy. I feel like I'm on a Zoom call or a stream call or somebody uh, very frequently. But it looks like we got another person who's ready to come on. Uh, two's time. Uh, two's time. So two's time, I'm going to bring you on. Welcome, two's time. Welcome. Welcome. Um, you're muted, um, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to, you can unmute yourself and then I can hear you. You can just unmute yourself, two's time. Yeah, yeah, no, it's done. It's done. Um, I'm suffering from a bit of a cold today, but I'm okay. testing negative. All so right. Good. Uh, I wasn't sure what the original um, subject was of the stream, but um, good to be on. Um, okay. I mean, I've been watching what's going on in Ukraine and Russia and Germany and France, mainly via conservative channels. And I'm interested to know what you think about um, alternative channels that aren't left are anti-imperialist and small c conservative i'm thinking particularly of the duran and alexander mccurris who's always on rt well has been on rt in in the past yeah well i think that it's mainly because the way the imperialists are moving the way that they're moving this wokeness is becoming kind of the party line it's kind of woke liberalism and so people that don't fit in with the woke line are more open to uh to you know anti-imperialist perspectives and i also think i mean the fact that look tucker carlson i, I consider him mainstream media that's fox but you know yeah. there is a division in the ruling class right now and the lower level capitalists uh, and the the big monopolies the big oil companies 
ExxonMobil, BP, Chevron, and Shell Oil, um, as well as Silicon Valley, they're for Biden and they're for, for the Democratic Party. And that it seems like a lot of these lower level capitalists would like to do business with Russia, or, or in some cases, they'd like to do business with China because they can make more money. Whereas it's the ultra rich, the entrenched monopolies that are looking to just, you know, just, you know, have a global monopoly and not have any competitors. Um, and especially when it comes to oil and gas, that's what Russia is. They are a competitor. Uh, they are a competitor with American oil companies. They are a competitor with American natural gas companies. Um, and I mean, when you listened to Biden yesterday, that's, I mean, the whole thing, he was just talking about that. Oh, we will supply Europe with emergency natural gas. We will, I mean, we will shut down the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. It seems like natural gas is on the balance. I mean, what do you think? Well, I mean, it appears to me that um, Germany needs Russian gas. So does the rest of Europe. And that France and Germany are getting to be a bit, in quotes, flaky from an American point of view because they know where their gas needs are coming from and um, they don't want... Uh, Nord Stream 2 shut down and also obviously Ukraine doesn't want Nord Stream 1 shut down because that's where they're quotes backflowing the gas from um, and it, it's all fairly obvious I mean, it's, it's plain economics it's power economics or uh, not power necessarily but um, energy economics is a better way of putting it so you know, why wouldn't France and Germany go, oh, hang on, no, we, we'd like Nord Stream 2 to, con to be continued and signed off. Note that it hasn't been signed off yet, and everybody talking about it being closed down hasn't actually started up yet. But um, that's, you know, fairly obvious stuff from the point of view of European countries. Um, sure. So, you know, it's a huge... Um, problem for Europe and for NATO as well. Sorry, I'm not looking at you. I'm looking. At That's okay. I'm, you're, you're over there. Yeah, the right, right. I was there, yeah. but anyway. So well, are you right now? Are you calling from Europe? Yeah, I'm in the UK. Oh, okay. You're in the UK. What part of the UK? Um, Sussex. Oh, okay. It's well, the very south. Brighton area. Okay, very, very good. All right. Well, and what what is the political atmosphere like in the UK these days? Well, it's smothered in the nonsense of uh, you know the Western noise. The mainstream media isn't worth watching. It's just full of nonsense. It's all right. you know Russian bombers, and you know Russia's going to invade, and Russia's going to do this, and Russia's going to do that. There's no any. There's no subtlety at all in the mainstream media, none whatsoever. And that's the weird thing is that you have to go. I'm on the left. I'm with you, Caleb. But you have to go to quite often. You have to go to right wing or small c conservative channels who have quite libertarian kind of viewpoints actually get a detailed analysis yeah and it's, it's such a shame because i mean you've made this point over and over again <laughs> you guys in america need to go out to the masses and tell them no 
you know, the COVID thing isn't a, a Marxist thing. It's nothing to do with that. It's ultra fucking capitalism, excuse my language. Yeah, yeah. Ultra capitalism. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with the left. Right. You know, anyway, that's it. There you go. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll tell you who gives me hope when I look into the UK is the, the Workers' Party and George Galloway yeah. and Joseph Barr. Yeah. I love them. I love what they do, and uh, it's really, really been you know great to interact with them as I have over the years. Um, I, I understand they're planning to send a statement for our event on March 12th. So that'll be pretty awesome. I'm just waiting for the, the, the statement that we'll be able to have. So, well, thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much, Two's Time, for coming on. Right. Um, Cheers. At the UK and everyone uh, challenging the, the war drive against Russia. So good to talk to you. Well, that was just really, really great. That was great. Um, Wow, isn't this amazing? So we started out, the first person that we had on was from Finland. Um, and then we had somebody on uh, from Detroit. No, the first person we had was from Detroit. And then we had somebody from Finland. And then we had somebody uh, somebody from, from a suburb in the United States. Uh, um, and then we had somebody on from, uh, from Australia. And now we just had somebody on from the UK. I mean, this, is, this is, shows how international our stream is. I mean, all over the English-speaking world, um, and I guess Finland, they speak Finnish there. So not even the English-speaking world, uh, people come on and give us their opinion. Uh, that That's really, really great. Um, that's really, really, really tremendous. Um, that's really, really great. So we're doing good things here. Now, the next announcement that I was going to make um, about the Center for Political Innovation uh, is that we are planning a national gathering. Um, you know, we're having this event March 12th in Austin. I talked about that. If you can send us a donation to help us do the event, that'd be great. But then this summer, uh, we are planning probably in Illinois, but we have the dates set June 22nd through 26th. We are going to have a national gathering. It'll be a four day national gathering. It's going to be in the countryside. Like basically we're planning a four day communist summer camp, uh, in a rural area this summer. And it's going to be tremendous. It's going to be awesome. Um, and so that's what we're planning uh, there um, as well. So that's going to be pretty awesome. But let me see. We've got a couple other super chats. And that's going to be the whole second half of the show is me answering super chats. So we've got to roll up. Um, so uh, if, is there any chance you're going to move the Bible class into free view on Rockfin, having issues with subbing to Rockfin? Okay. All right. All right. Moving Bible class to free view on Rockfin. All right. Oh, and trouble subbing to Rockfin. All right. Um, all right. And uh, then there was another super chat uh, from somebody. I don't think it had a, a mess. Oh, there's been another one just now. So there you go. We're going to give everyone every super chatter their due. Scott Johnson, thank you for your $1 super chat. Always greatly appreciated. And what's next here? We got another one here. Um, another one here. Chaya says, how important is it for American communists to debunk falsehoods and propaganda against historical left movements in the U.S.? That's a very good question. Shia, I would want you to be, um, you know, I, I'm going to write it down. You super chatted. I'm going to write it down. But I'm actually going to ask you, uh, can you be a little more specific? What, what slanders are there against historical left movements in the U.S.? I, I'm not quite sure what you're referring to. Are you referring to maybe people who say the union movement was like corrupt? Or I, I'm not quite sure what you're getting at there. But, um, but I'm open to, uh, I'd, I'd like to, to certainly answer it. So there you go. Um, so there you go. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe tell me more specifically what you're referring to there, um, because I mean the main thing that I've noticed about people in the USA is they don't even know what left movements have ever happened in the United States. People don't even know what a labor union is. 
you know, I didn't learn about the unemployed struggles um, until I was a college student and I was reading up on it during the financial crisis. You know, the Flint sit-down strike, I heard it referenced, the famous Flint sit-down strike, but I didn't know. I did not know um, what it was, uh, really. Um, you know, so t tell me more what you have in mind, Shia. If you could leave a comment, I'm looking at the chat. If you want to leave a comment in the chat more about what you're referring to, slanders against left movements of the past. I'm curious. I would like to answer that. But yes, June 22nd, and if anyone else wants to come on the stream yard, uh, we're posting the link, uh, we're posting the link. Uh, let, me just, let me just post it one more time. If anyone else wants to come on the stream yard, um, we, we definitely do want to uh, want to bring other folks on. This has been going pretty well, actually. This was an experiment, and it seems to be a successful experiment. But I'm going to post the link one more time. We'd love to have you on. Um, you know, love to have other people come on and, and make, make statements, um, you know. Um, but yeah, someone's asking me, um, you know, well, anyway, we're, we're writing down the super chats, um, you know, for the second half of the show. But if anyone else wants to jump on, um, you know, uh, if anyone else wants to, to jump on and make a comment, uh, that would be awesome. That would be tremendous. Um, you know, uh, we'd love to have you come on and, and give your views. Um, you do have to show your face, though. Uh, that is my rule. Um, you know, you do have to show your face. So. Um, I see there's somebody in the chat whose face hasn't come through. We tried to bring them on at the work and there's somebody else whose audio wasn't working. Um, but, uh, but there you go. Um, you know, um, you know, uh, it was, if there's anybody else who wants to jump on and, and give us something to say, Oh, we got, we got happy to be TC. Uh, Hello. Yeah. Happy to be TC. Just doing it. I need to mute you. Go ahead and mute me. All right. Hello. Happy to be TC. All right. What's on your mind? Happy to be TC. Um, do you know anything about uh, deliberative democracy from Stanford University? I don't, but tell me about it. Um, they do a thing called deliberative polling, and they poll people, a wide variety of people. Then they get them to come together, and they inform them and facilitate them in talking to each other and they learn to talk to each other and they're ending this by uh, this polarization that we have. Mm -hmm. Well, it's uh, it works against that. Hmm. So interesting. Um, they have, more about it? Uh, it's at Stanford university uh, center for deliberative democracy. And um, they have, they've, They've created a platform for eight to 15 people that can get together and have a discussion. It's, they'll be briefed and it's, it's AI facilitated. So um, then you can take any, any question and deliberate on it. And uh, so they wanna scale it up to where there'll be millions of people using these until people learn to talk to each other. and the first thing they find out is we're not that different. Mm -hmm. And uh, what part of the country are you in? I'm in Oceanside, California. Okay. I'm a retired carpenter and uh, I'm new to all this stuff. I'm just, I'm shooting from the hip and just. Sure. Well, I'm really glad to bring you on and I will check that out about the deliberative democracy. Um, you know, that sounds like an interesting idea, bringing people together and realizing that we're not that different. We may have historical uh, narratives that are different or ideological narratives, but it seems like everyone wants the same thing, right? I mean, we want jobs, healthcare, and education. We want there to be 
stability in society, right? I mean, we, we all do kind of have the basic same human desires. Is that kind of what you're getting at? Yes. And that's what they find out. And uh, it's, they, uh, they did uh, one in Dallas where they got 500 and something people together. Okay. And um, briefly in the beginning, there was this dude from Colorado and he was kind of like hung up on immigration. And then there was this black chick from somewhere and she was kind of angry. And by the end, they both said, well, we're not that different. Hmm. And it was so beautiful. I mean, it's like to see the people bring their truth to each other and express it, accept it, integrate it, and then become more, you know, together. Yeah. That's great. All right. Well, thank you for letting our viewers know about it. People will check it out. Deliberative Democracy. Thank you very much. Thank you, Caleb. Yep. All right. And then, all right. Um, so then we'll see. There seems to be somebody else on, or I guess not. Um, okay. Um, very, very good. And then we have another super chat we need to write down. Um, we have another super chat here. Uh, David Fox says, can I suggest we do a segment slash live study and discussion about trade unions and trade union activities? Okay. I'd be down for that, David. And you seem to be the person who would know about that. Uh, but I'll type that down. Can we, can we do a live study on trade unions and union activities? I think that would be awesome. That would be tremendous. Thank you for that, David. Um, all right. And yeah, I think we'll keep, we'll keep the stream yard open a little while longer. See if anybody else wants to hop in and then we'll just start answering super chats. Uh, Chaya, we did get your super chat, but I had a question about it. I was asking, you know, can you be more specific about what you mean about, uh, you know, slanders against, you know, social movements of the past. Um, but, uh, we're going to put, you know, we're going to put the link in one more time, um, and, uh, put the link in one more time. Um, and, uh, um, yeah, if you want to hop on and make a comment to our viewers, that would be awesome. If anyone wants to just hop on, uh, we love to have people, uh, have people make comments. Um, and that would be great. And then we'll do our roll call. Um, and then we'll, we'll start, um, from there, uh, I'll start answering super chat questions. Um, so there you go. Um, there we go. Anyone want to hop on in, uh, anyone who hasn't been on yet, uh, just hop on in and we'll, uh, we'll be good from there. Um, but there you go. Um, there you go. I, I know there's been a couple of people who've been having uh, technical technical difficulties. Um, um, but uh, but there you go. I'm just going to post the link one more time. You know. Um, but there you go. Um, there you go. Oh, we've got Christian. Hey, Christian, how are you? Hey, how's it going, Caleb? Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. Can you hear All me? Right. Yeah, I can hear you. It's the uh, first time I think I've gone face to face, even though I've been on some of the CPI calls. Great, great. Well, how are you doing? You're in, out in New Jersey, right? Yeah, on uh, northern New Jersey. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I actually just wanted to call in because I, I wish I could attend the March 12th uh, meetup, but I, I'm not going to be able to do it. I got a little, I got a baby daughter, and I got to help take care of her with my wife. I would come out though for sure. I'm going to send you guys a, a donation though because I, I really think the CPI is amazing. I got. I think I got to pay though. I'm not sure if the payments have opened up yet. Oh well, thank you very much. I really do appreciate it, and and you know all the support it, it has been greatly appreciated. And uh, you know, uh, how old is your daughter now, by the way? She's 16 months. 
16 months. Wow. Congratulations on that, right? Thank uh, you. Has it been a big change, you know, having a child? I mean, has it changed things a lot or? Well, I have a, we have a, almost seven-year-old. He's going to be seven soon. But uh, so it's a pretty big gap. And we thought we were, we were, we were done. And then we had another one. And then it was a totally different, totally different experience. <laughs> but uh, yeah, life always changes with kids. Um, well, well, it's really, really great. And, and I want to thank you for all the support you've given over the years to this channel and, and to the CPI. And, you know, I mean, it's really, really great. And there will be a video of this event, uh, you know, March 12th that comes out definitely that will be posted online. Uh, okay, you know, cool. with all these high level speakers that are going to be coming in and all of that. So thank you very much, Christian. Uh, my best to you out there in New Jersey, and we'll be in touch. Sound good? That sounds great. Thanks again, and thanks for everything you do. Excellent. Oh, awesome you. work. Thank you. Thank you very much. Wow, that's great. Christian out there in New Jersey. That is that is tremendous. Um, that is really, really great. Um, wow. All right, folks. Um, so unless somebody else wants to hop in, I think we're going to start doing our roll call. So why don't I just call you out as I see you, names and locations. We'll do a little bit of a quicker roll call than we often do because we've been bringing so many people into the stream. And then I'll start answering super chat questions and then we'll be done. Uh, and then we'll be done. So there you go. There we go. There we go. Oh, I, it looks to me like Two's Time is waving his hand like he wants to say one more thing. So I, I, I'll bring you back on Two's Time. What's on? Yeah. You got one more thing to add, Two's Time? What's up? No, it's just uh, a little thing because... A lot of people who are joining the streams lab, lab thing, whatever it is, stream lab, yeah. um, are having trouble kind of seeing stuff. And I think there's a um, an issue where we need to leave Rockfin mm -hmm. if we want to on the stream lab. Right. And also, it's you know you have to have your video on and you have to have your audio on and or not on because mm -hmm. I don't want I want to mute myself while other people are on. So maybe we could have some kind of brief instructions on how to join the Streamlab whilst you're using Rockfin. Uh, it's just a thought. Anyway, okay. there you go. Well, this is you know this is the first time I've ever done this. this right, I, know, I know, I know, I uh, know. Yeah. So it's I mean, fine. it's an some folks have, have figured it out and some haven't, and, and we're just trying to, to figure it all out. But yeah, it works better, I think, if you're using like a laptop or something, and then you click the, the link. Um, but, you know, I mean, I, I don't know how one would do it on their phone. Um, but, yeah, but yeah no, phones, it's hard work, I imagine. Um, I'm on a laptop, so yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Anyway, just a thought. Bye. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Very good. All right. So now I'm going to start reading out uh, the names and locations. All right. Um, so we've got um, we've got Cleveland Pirate Alex. Uh, we've got Stephen in Riverside County, Contra Costa, Ryan in Oakland, Alan in Utah, Shia in Montreal, Ben in Denver, Los Angeles, Susan Brown in Rhode Island, David Fox in Bendigo, Australia, Enoch, Australia. We've got uh, we've got um, East Africa, Rip Phil Oaks. We've got uh, Chicago, Illinois. We've got Sonoma County, California, Mari. Tom Foley and uh, Quinn and Meredith in Washington. We've got Romania, Nikolai from Romania, Kendall in San Diego, Ash in Chicago, uh, Chicago suburbs, Catherine C. We've got Ben in Chicago. Uh, we've got Ben. Uh, we've got Steve in Southwest Michigan. We've got Manchester, UK. We've got Tony from Tasmania. We've got Citizen Shriv in Brigham, UK. We've got Brad in St. Louis. We've got Jenny Lynn in Cincinnati. 
Clyde Bank, Northern Michigan, um, Micah in Las Vegas, Bob Troy in New York, Jose Gonzalez from Caracas, Venezuela. We got Tristan in Maryland, parasocialite. Great, great to have you, Tristan. Great friend, friend of our community here. Uh, Joanne, uh, Joanne is here, is, is with us. We've got Gabby in Cook County, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, we've got Detroit, Michigan. We've got Colin O in South Wales. We've got Treasure Coast, Florida. Um, yes, who else is with us? Treasure Coast, Florida. Um, it's, it's weird how these works. Uh, we got JR in Kalamazoo, Auckland, New Zealand, uh, Rice from Adelaide, Australia, Jen, uh, John McClellan from Vancouver. We got Bill Bradley in Maryland. Uh, we've got Gion, uh, Joanne Nieri. Uh, she's on there. Allende in Germany. Uh, Tom from Austria is with us. Italy, Parma, Parma, Italy. We got someone in Parma, Italy, uh, who's on there. Uh, that is great. We got San Francisco, Bergen County. Um, uh, Christian in Bergen County. Um, we got uh, Towie in Sweden is with us. I saw someone just tried to join the stream uh, and then like fell out. They can come back on. I'll bring them on. Uh, John in Denver. We got Jeffersonville, uh, Indiana is on with us. Uh, very, very good. We got Sweden, uh, Towie in Sweden, uh, Brixton, UK, Maxted. Um, we got Jeffersonville, Indiana. Wow. Wow. What, what a broadcast we've got. Um, Richard Sawacki here because I'm here. Very, very, very good. All right. All right. Uh, Pauline and Xavier in Miami, Florida are joining us. That's always, always cool. Aziz in Sydney. Uh, Tom Faras in, in Argentina. Uh, very good. Southern Ohio. Logan Shreve in Southern Ohio. Welcome. Honolulu. We've got Honolulu. Uh, and we've got Morris, Illinois. Harold Edge. So this is really great. All right. Well, now, uh, Boulder, Colorado, Alex Gunn, now I'm going to start answering Super Chat questions. So if you have something you want me to talk about, shoot me a Super Chat. Shoot me a Super Chat, and I will, I will give you an answer. So we got a few of them here to, to answer already. Uh, we got the first Super Chat is, how do we get down to the real masses? Well, the main thing uh, is we need to do outreach, good old-fashioned street outreach. I got some of the best political education I got. I think I've told this story before, but I'll tell it again. I was 15 years old. I was 15 years old. And I lived in a small town in Ohio, uh, but the nearest major city to where I lived was Cleveland. And near Cleveland, uh, they had a communist bookstore in, in Cleveland Heights. And so uh, every so often, I would have the ability to drive up to Cleveland and go visit this communist bookstore. I was 15 years old, and my mother dropped me off at this communist bookstore in Cleveland. And I went in to talk uh, to the communists at the bookstore, and they were having a discussion. Um, and then after the discussion was over, one of the communists turned to me and handed me a stack of newspapers. And he handed me this stack of newspapers. He said, all right, we're going to go out and sell the paper. And I was just like, whoa, you want me to walk up to people that I do not know and try to get them to pay me actual money for a newspaper about communism. And they said, yep, that's what we do. We do it all the time. And I'm like, no way, no way, no way. I can't, this can't happen. This can't happen. I, I can't do this. And they're like, no, 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 it's fine. We do it all the time. It'll be fine. So they handed me, handed me the stack of newspapers. And I got to tell you, I was so nervous. 
I walked up to people. It was like, duh, 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 duh. Do you want to read a paper about the, the, the socialism? I was so nervous. I was so nervous about it. Um, but I did it. And I remember the first newspaper I ever sold, I was wearing my letterman's jacket. I am from a little town called Orville, Ohio. And uh, my jacket, because I was an athlete, I'd played soccer my freshman year. My jacket had a big O on it for Orville. So uh, I walked up to this couple, offered to sell them a newspaper. And the man in the couple said, well, he said, you know, I don't agree with communism, but you go to Oberlin. You go to Oberlin. So I'll buy a newspaper. He thought that I was from Oberlin College. So he bought my newspaper. That was the first communist newspaper I ever sold. And that was a wild experience. But after a while, especially after I went to college and was doing political work in Cleveland, I learned that engaging with people on the street and talking to them about Marxism and socialism was something I was particularly good at. And that by engaging with people, um, I was able to learn what was on the minds of the masses. And I learned that it should really be a two-way conversation. When you go out to distribute literature, it's not simply about, about telling people your message. It's also hearing what they have to say. Uh, one thing that this communist group I was around always had us do is after we went out and distributed the newspaper, we had to come back and write a report about what people said, what was on the minds of the masses. Um, you know, and that's really, really important. Um, you know, that this group was from the Maoist tradition. Um, and they had this as an understanding of the mass line from the masses to the masses. Um, and then later I was involved with a communist group that didn't do this. Uh, they tended to give their newspaper away for free and they didn't bother to talk to people. And I thought that was a big mistake. I was always urging them. We need to engage with the masses more, but they didn't want to, they were kind of old and tired and they didn't want to do that. But, but doing actual outreach, being on the streets and engaging with people is a great way, a great way to get down to down deeper to the real masses, you know, knock on people's doors. Um, knock on people's doors, uh, you know, engage with people. Um, that is, that is how we get lower and deeper to the real masses, right? The Jeho I, it makes me mad. It makes me mad. God damn it. I'm always on here and I'm always so angry, but it makes me mad that every day I'm on the subway and I see the Jehovah's witnesses handing out the watchtower, but I never see communists. Wouldn't it be great instead of seeing Jehovah's witnesses, uh, on the New York City subway with their display trying to give me the watchtower. Instead, I saw communists trying to tell me about Karl Marx and the revolution. Wouldn't that be awesome? The day I was on the subway, uh, I was coming, I was in the Union Square subway station, changing trains on my way to work. Who did I see? I saw uh, the fallen gong, the fallen gong out on the streets handing me, you know, China is evil, Chinese Communist Party is evil. Wouldn't it be great if I saw people on the streets promoting socialism? Workers' revolution. Wouldn't that be awesome? No, don't go to the, the liberal protest. Uh, don't go to the campus panel put on by the Jacobin. I mean, you can go to it. Sure, it's important to reach people in different places. But wouldn't it be great if I, you know, if people knocked on our doors in working class communities to tell us about communism? Wouldn't that be amazing? We need to do real outreach on the street. That is what needs to be done. And that's why I'm so happy about the John Brown Volunteers because they did that every day. They did that out on the streets of New York City. Um, and, uh, that was really, really amazing while they were here doing that in New York and they're doing it now in Austin, Texas, uh, to promote our upcoming event, March 12th. And that's why it's so important. The main thing is to talk to people on the street, talk to people you've never met. I was reflecting on this the other day when I first moved to New York city and I was looking for jobs. I had some jobs 
at one place. I did, you know, phone stuff and I, I, I had some, you know, short term jobs. I worked in an insurance firm for a while, but I was looking for, I was between jobs. I'd been laid off from one of my jobs. And so I was walking around Manhattan looking for a job and I had long hair and a beard. But you know what I did? I talked to people. I walked into, I, into coffee shops. I went to the Chipotle restaurant and I sat there at, Ch- at Chipotle um, and I, I talked to people. There's not many, many seats. Uh, there were not many, many, very many seats at Chipotle in, in New York City. Um, and so I would just sit in the Chipotle um, and uh, drink my unnamed diet beverage. And someone would sit across from me to eat their, their uh, burrito or whatever. And I would chat them up and I would ask them about their life um, and get to know them a little bit better. Um, it was probably rude. I think I butt into a lot of people's conversations inappropriately. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. I think I may have been a little bit weird, but whatever. And I learned by talking to people. I used to go to Barnes and Noble uh, in the bookstore and I would walk around and I would see someone in the political science section. I'd say, oh, what are you looking for? And I would just chat them up about what books they were looking for. Um, you know, and I was just trying to learn to talk to people because New York City is culturally very different than the rest of the United States. And for me, part of the, one of the most important things I did is just talking to people and listening to people. Uh, there was an older communist who once told me that if you really want to get to know somebody, ask them about their job, that a communist should know about people's jobs, right? That, that you know, as communists, we need to know what people's jobs are like. Um, so when you meet somebody, ask them what their day is like, ask them what they do at their job. Um, and, and that it's not only that you're getting to know them better and that everyone can tell you what their job is, but also uh, when you ask somebody about their job, uh, you're doing investigation because as a communist, we need to know the conditions of the working class. I thought that was some very good advice as well. The main thing is to get out and talk to people, get out of left spaces, out of the movement to the masses. We need to win average people over to revolutionary Marxism, anti-imperialism, city building socialism. We need to change. We need to ta- um, we need to change that. Now, Logan Shreve in the chat is saying, and we've got to love working people. And that is the truth as well. Uh, we have to learn to have a deep spiritual connection with our class. We have to know the people of our country, love them, have a deep connection with them uh, to the point that, that we can become their champions, right? It's not about hating the people. It's not about thinking that they're wrong and wanting to correct them and wanting to set them straight. It's about developing a deep love. And when I talk about Comrade Stalin, the leader of the Soviet Union. He had a deep love and affection for the peoples of the Soviet Union, right? The peoples of Russia, the peoples of Georgia, the people of Ukraine, of Moldova. And with that deep understanding, he was able to lead them. The reason that Stalin was able to make the Soviet Union, uh, you know, the powerhouse that it was and industrialize it, raise it to the point of defeating the Nazis, uh, the reason he was able to do that um, was because he had a deep understanding and connection. And Trotsky did not have that connection. Trotsky didn't have that connection. Trotsky was a cosmopolitan intellectual. I uh, used to be a JW. That evangelizing work kind of traumatized me around talking to, you know, slash bothering people. And it makes me a worse communist today. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, Carlito. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of people who've had a lot of painful experiences with the Jehovah's Witnesses. There's a lot of YouTube channels. We'll talk about that, Jehovah's Witnesses. All right. Jehovah's Witnesses. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry that that's negatively impacted you, Carlito. Uh, we'll talk about Jehovah's Witnesses, right? Why not talk about it? Right? We talk about all kinds of things on these streams. Um, uh, it seems to me like liberals are using the exact same tactics to smear the trucker convoy that neocons use with the BLM protests. Very interesting observation. And we'll talk about that. Um, same smear tactics neocons use against BLM, used against truckers. Very good. All right. 
Next question. I think left, I think the left defends liberalism because they fear conscious, they fear clash consciousness and the divisions among working people, um, you know, as liberalism implodes. That's an interesting argument, right? So the argument that some of these, these leftists make for supporting liberals is they say that as liberalism implodes, if people are already racist, if people are already sexist, that people are already, um, you know, white chauvinists, uh, that as liberalism implodes, they'll then become fascists. That's a fair argument. That's a fair concern. However, if we don't engage with these people, if we don't find a way to convince them otherwise, uh, it's pretty much guaranteed uh, that they will become fascist as liberalism implodes. Um, and it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. And that on top of that, the rules that the woke left is making, you can't defend anti-imperialist countries, uh, you can't talk about actual Marxism. Um, you know, the rules that they are making are rules we should not accept. They are rules that we shouldn't accept. Um, but yeah, that's a fair concern, right? Um, and I, I don't think it's an argument for supporting the liberals. I think it's an argument for going to people on the right and winning them away and learning to present socialism in a way that could win over the broad masses. Um, and that the more you conform, and I, I've said this, the more you try to make the synthetic left happy, uh, first of all, you'll never make them happy. If you still believe in Marxism, you will never make them happy. Until you completely abandon Marxism, they'll never be happy, number one. You'll never satisfy them. But two, the more you try to make them happy, the weaker you become. That's why I'm not all about left unity, right? People are like, oh, left unity, couldn't we get all the communist groups to merge? No. No, we couldn't, because to make them happy, in order to merge with, with these various sects, right, you would have to accommodate all their backwardness. You would have to accommodate all their backwardness, all the things that have kept them isolated from the masses for all these years. You'd have to accommodate them. I would rather have real city-building, optimistic socialism become well-embedded among the masses of people than have every little tiny communist group merge into one. Every Trotskyite and anarchist group and, and social democratic, uh, Maoist third worldist group merged into one, uh, we would still be in uh, a bad situation. Uh, so there you go. And thank you, Two's Time, for the, the, the Rockfin tip. It is much appreciated, right? We need to get to the masses. Um, it's, we need to get to the masses. We really do. Um, that is my, uh, my attitude. Um, we need to get to the masses. Next super chat question. All right. Will you be moving Bible class to free on Rockfin? You're having trouble subbing on Rockfin. Um, Oh, okay. I've got a couple more. I'd like to know your thoughts on replication prices. seems to me it's a natural consequence of the scientific. I have no idea what that is. I have no idea what that is, Benjamin. I can't comment on that. Sorry for the technical difficulties. The MBTA is horrible. We need a government of action. Absolutely. We need a government of action. Technical difficulties happen. Uh, it's fine. Um, but there we go. There we go. Uh, it's okay. You know, hey, we're just, we've never done this before. Um, but there we go. Um, but yes, um, moving Bible classes to free on Rockfin. I don't want to do that. And the reason I don't want to do that, um, is because I feel like, um, you know, I only want the Bible classes to be for people who really want that, right? People that are really looking for it. Um, you know, if I make it available to the whole public, um, I feel like it'll turn off a lot of people. A lot of people really just don't want to hear religious stuff. Number one, and number two, my enemies will be able to pick it up. And I mean, eventually they will, right? Eventually the, the haters, the people who hate me and will make, they'll, they'll take clips of it to claim that I'm this or I'm that or whatever. And eventually they'll get their hands on it. It's not like I can hide it from them forever, but I want to make it harder for them to do that, right? That's part of the reason that I don't put up PDFs in my books, right? Because I want people to actually read them. You'll notice the people that 
that bash me generally don't read my books. Uh, they, they have a PDF and they like find little paragraphs from it. Well, if you actually make them buy the book, it makes it a little harder for them to do that. And I always want to put, um, I always want to make it harder for the, the smear team. Someone in the, in the chat says the paid smear team. Yeah. And I mean, these people, you know, I don't know exactly what motivates them. And part of it is they just need content. Um, but the other thing is, I think that in a lot of their cases, there's a Patreon, uh, there's somebody sending them money and saying, oh, I really love it when you go after Caleb or something like that. One of them admitted that. One of them admitted that a Patreon uh, you know, paid them something to go after me. Um, you know, um, but, uh, but there you go. And if you want to watch the Bible class, it's on Rockfin. Uh, I put up like a preview of it uh, on the, uh, the YouTube channel. Um, so if you want to go watch it, you can watch the, the preview of it. Um, you know, and if you want to go watch it, uh, you have to subscribe to Rockfin. And I have heard this about people having difficulty subscribing to Rockfin. I'm going to email the team and mention that. That's very odd. I've not heard of that, but that's a problem, right? If people's credit cards aren't working or something, I'm sure the Rockfin team will want to hear about that because that's certainly a problem. Uh, but there you go. But most of the time we're on all platforms. But look, part of the reason I'm pushing Rockfin so hard, I'll be real with you all, is they're eventually going to ban me from all right. It's only a matter of time. I got banned from Twitter for 12 hours because I was arguing with a woke and I, I sarcastically said, uh, used the phrase white trash hillbillies. I said, oh, so what you're saying is they're a bunch of white trash hillbillies. I was banned for 12 hours from Twitter for using that phrase. So it's only a matter of time, only a matter of time before YouTube, um, YouTube, um, you know, uh, before YouTube uh, eventually says, you know what, uh, you, you violated our content, you're spreading conspiracy theories or whatever, and they ban me. And I want to be ready. I want to have a launch pad, uh, a place that we can just keep going. I don't want this community to die because of the Silicon Valley fascists. Um, I don't want the Silicon Valley fascists to be able to kill this community. So we need to be on other platforms. And so, um, you know, Rockfin is a place we can stream, we can upload videos. And we can keep this community alive. Right now, we're up to about 600 subscribers on Rockfin. That's really awesome. And we're going to keep going. Uh, so there you go. We want to keep this community alive um, and keep going uh, despite the sabotage, uh, which is inevitable. I mean, eventually, they are going to come for me. Part of me wonders, I've said this before, I have a feeling that because I work in international media, as you all know, and because I've traveled to international conferences, I have a feeling I might be getting some kind of weird special treatment um, that I think the, 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 the feds uh, watch this channel. Uh, I mean, I, they, I'm sure that there is an FBI guy or a Pentagon guy or a CIA guy who watches this channel, at least one, right? I mean, you know, with all the views we get and uh, because of where I work and all of that, and I'm sure they're just sitting here waiting for me to like incriminate myself, which is hilarious because I'm not doing anything illegal, right? But I, I swear that they are sitting there with a pen and they're waiting for me to be like, and then I will ship the drugs to this country and then they've got me or something, right? Or, you know, we will send the firearms to this, you know, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, and that might be why I haven't gotten like, you know, YouTube strikes and they haven't shut me down is they're hoping they like that I'm on here just speaking my mind and they're hoping I'll, I'll, you know, you know, they, they must think that I must be like a master criminal, uh, a master criminal, an evil master criminal or something. Um, and that they, they, they're hoping that I'm on here saying, and yes, and then when we engage in our plots to, you know, do some nefarious thing, they'll, they'll, uh, they'll get me. Well, I'm not doing anything illegal, but, um, if they're sitting there waiting for me to do one. And that keeps our channel from being shut down because they're so anxious to, to keep me on here. Um, by all means, uh, that's great. That's great. You know, I, I would like to keep being on YouTube. Um, so there you go. 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 We're always doing the best we can. 
Dare to struggle, dare to win. Next super chat question. Um, how important is it for American communists to debunk falsehoods and propaganda against historical leftist movements in the U.S.? And this is from Chaya, I believe. Now, what does this mean, historical leftist movements in the U.S.? Now, what lies, generally, I've noticed, they tend to almost sanitize. They don't smear like the Flint sit-down strike. You know, the suffragists. At the time the suffragists were around, U.S. mainstream media said, oh, those are a bunch of, you know, sluts and whores, and how dare they protest for the right of women to vote? They need to be home with their husbands. And they're all mentally ill and hysterical. Now, you know, there's movies about the suffragists. Uh, you know, the Iron-Jawed Angels is a movie about them. And, you know, and we kind of idealized them. We got Susan B. Anthony on the dollar. And the same with the labor movement. Time the labor movement was going on, uh, you know, they smeared the labor movement. They said, oh, those are a bunch of union thugs and all of that. But then now they make movies about the labor movement. It's this nostalgia. And the Black Panthers, right? At the same time the Black Panthers were around, they called them terrorists. They called them extremists. And, and they're going to come and murder you and your whole family. And they're black people with guns, et cetera. Now, uh, nowadays, they make movies about them and they're totally fine with them. So I don't see this. I, I don't necessarily see this, Chai. I don't, I don't see the mainstream media kind of, you know, smearing. Uh, the historical movements, because they're not around anymore. If anything, I see them using kind of the nostalgia for these historical movements to attack uh, movements that are going on right now, right? I mean, you know, Vosh, for example, loves the Black Panthers, but then says anyone who supports North Korea is, uh, you know, is an evil tanky. Well, Vosh, I hate to break it to you. The Black Panthers supported North Korea. You know, Bosch, you know, he hates, hates, hates China. He says that anyone who supports China supports Mao is an evil tanky. Bosch, the Black Panthers supported China. They read Mao's little red book in their classes. But, you know, this is what they do. And um, what's kind of interesting is that, you know, the Black Panthers, you know, they, at the time the Black Panthers were around, you had like the mainstream civil rights movement. You had the Urban League and the NAACP. And then you had the Black Panthers, which were much more radical. And the mainstream media at the time was constantly holding up the Urban League and the NAACP and saying, well, these are respectable black community activists. But then you have, you know, you have um, the Black Panthers, they're crazy extremists. And I've noticed that what they do now um, is that they will hold up the Black Panthers and Angela Davis and say, oh, these are good revolutionaries. They're not like Farrakhan. They're not like the Nation of Islam. They're not like uh, black nationalists. It's very odd. Uh, it's very odd how they, they reshuffle these things. And now that like leftism is much more academic, and a lot of these former Black Panthers, um, you know, Brenda, what is it? Um, uh, what's her name? Um, uh, Kathleen Cleaver and, uh, and Angela Davis. A lot of these former black liberation activists are in academia, kind of the middle class woke academics kind of want to claim the Black Panthers as their own. And then they want to make it sound like, well, you know, black nationalists, like the new Black Panther Party, uh, the new African Black Panthers, um, you know, the, what is it, the, um, the All African People's Socialist Party. Well, they are no good. They're extremists, the Uhuru movement or the Nation of Islam. And it's kind of weird because, you know, at the time, you know, in the 70s, the U.S. ruling class seemed to like what they called the uh, cultural nationalists more than they liked the Black Panthers. Black Panthers were hardline Marxist, Leninists tied to socialist countries. But, you know, like uh, Ron Karenga, they even let him invent Kwanzaa. They gave him his own holiday, right? This guy was a, a black nationalist, uh, and but he murdered Black Panthers, and he got to be, you know, the ruling class was kind of supporting him against the Black Panthers. So 
these kind of realignments are interesting. The main thing is that if you're tied to actual anti-imperialists, and this is a really important thing. This is a really important point. And it doesn't just go for black liberation. It goes for the labor movement. It goes for all kinds of struggles. If you're tied to actual anti-imperialist forces, if you're tied to the Soviet Union or Russia, if you're tied to Libya and Gaddafi, if you're tied to Cuba or Venezuela, if you're tied to Iran, the ruling class is far more scared of you than if you're just an activist in the United States. That's one thing I've noticed. There are a million books about how great Eugene B. Debs was. Why? Because he wasn't tied to a state. He was just you know, going around preaching socialism. Eugene B. Debs was an amazing revolutionary, but the Russian Revolution hadn't happened yet, and he wasn't tied to a state, so he's kosher, right? Um, uh, the same with the Wobblies, the IWW. Great revolutionaries and stuff. There's a million books about them at Barnes & Noble, because the Russian Revolution hadn't happened yet, they weren't tied to any state. However, every book on the Communist Party has to have a dig at Stalinism, has to say, and they covered up for the murderous crimes of Stalin. Every book on the Black Panthers, um, you know, you know, will have to reference their international ties. You can see they're kind of embarrassed that, yeah, the Black Panthers were pro-North Korea and pro-Cuba and pro-China and tied to the Soviet Union. And the, the ruling class is always more afraid of revolutionaries who have international connections. Um, you, know, um, you know, they're always more afraid of that. Revolutionaries who have international con connections scare the ruling class like nothing else. Um, you know, and that's why it's so important to have international connections. That's why it's important to be anti-imperialist. You know, I, I've often made the analogy before, but, you know, the Romans were persecuting the Christians. They were constantly persecuting the Christians, feeding them to the lions, burning them at the stake. But then they figured out that they could, they could take Christianity and they could water it down and make it not revolutionary. And in fact, they could use it to stabilize their empire. And that's what the imperialists have done with social democracy. They've been persecuting Marxists, killing Marxists, but then they figured, oh, we can just take Marxism, we can water it down, and we can use it to kind of stabilize our empire. And that's kind of what's going on. What the Roman Empire did to Christianity is what the imperialists had tried to do to Marxism. They've tried to develop a Marxism that is not revolutionary, that they can use to stabilize their empire. And that's what social democracy is. It's social imperialism, social imperialism. Um, and so, yes, when someone's tied to actual anti-imperialist forces, that scares the imperialists far more uh, than people just discussing abstract ideas in the homeland. All right. Can we do a study on uh, the trade union and trade union activities? Yes, David Fox, that would be awesome. I mean, the labor movement, the role of communists in the labor movement has always been of interest to me. Uh, you know, the sit-down strike wave of the 30s, the wobblies and the IWW of the teens and the early 1900s, uh, the Communist Party's Trade Union Unity League, the TUUL, um, you know, the, the CIO and the rise of the CIO. Um, you know, it's it's great. It's really, really great. And I would love to talk about that. And and how it played out in Australia. Uh, so there you go. Jehovah's Witnesses. Uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses are a religious group. Um, religious group. They're all over the world. Uh, in the United States, I think they started, if I'm not mistaken, in the United States. They were called the Watchtower Bible Society. Um, and their beliefs are a little bit different um, than mainstream Christians. They don't believe in an afterlife. Uh, they believe that once you're dead, you're dead. Uh, but then at the end of the world, if, if you've been really good, Jesus will bring you back to life. Um, but that there's no heaven, there's no hell. Um, they argue that uh, at the end of time, 
the Garden of Eden is restored on earth. There's no heaven, but the, the USA becomes the Garden of Eden again. Um, they, uh, they don't believe, they believe, they don't believe in having priests or clergy. They believe every Christian should be a priest or a clergyman. Um, that's one of their beliefs. Um, and, um, you know, they believe that Jesus was not killed on a cross, that he was killed on a stick, um, like a, like a stick. They believe that the cross is a satanic pagan symbol used by the Roman empire. Um, and they're really into proselytizing. Uh, they knock on your door and they will talk to you all day long. And it's kind of funny because the other group, you know, in the United States, if you're living in a small, normal town, you know, you're eventually going to get a knock on your door from the Jehovah's Witnesses. You're going to get a knock on your door from the Mormons. Those are the two groups that tend to knock on your door. Um, and what's funny is that they couldn't be more different from each other, right? Um, the Jehovah's Witnesses, they are obsessed with the Bible and they have a, a complete interpretation of the Bible where they argue everyone else interprets it wrong. And when they knock on your door, they will answer any question. You sit them down, they will talk to you about everything. Trust me. Trust me, folks. You know me. I've done this, right? And they will talk to you about everything. They will talk to you about everything, about say, 144,000 people will live forever. And, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, you know, I mean, all, they will answer every question. Mormons, on the other hand, complete opposite. They will knock on your door. And they will, uh, they will not talk to you about anything. Um, they will tell you that we're a really great community. Uh, you really ought to read the Book of Mormon. Can we, give, can we sell you one? Um, and that's it. Um, and if you ask them about Mormonism and Joseph Smith, they don't want to go there. They don't want to go there. They just want to tell you that they have got a really great community um, and that they, you know, if you join their church, you're really happy. We really believe in family. For them, it's all about, it's all about, um, it's all about community. Uh, it's all about, and they don't want to talk to you about their more esoteric beliefs. Very interesting. I'll tell you what, uh, Peter is in the uh, live stream, uh, has just jumped on. So I'm going to bring Peter on um, and let Peter make some comments. Um, and then uh, we'll get back to answering the rest of the super chats. If anyone else has a super chat, I'll answer it. Peter, what's happening, Peter? Happy birthday. Can you hear me, Peter? Can you hear me? Yes. Isn't it your birthday? So weird. Oh, it's weird. Can you hear me, Peter? Can you hear me? I don't hear anything or see you. Okay. All right. Technical difficulties. Birthday stream. Yeah. Well, happy birthday to you, Peter. Uh, my best wishes. Peter is great. Um, all right. We'll, we'll be in touch. All right. Next super chat question. Um, the same smear tactics that the neocons use against Black Lives Matter are now being used against the truckers. Um, very true. Very, very true. Um, uh, you know, the classic thing they used to do, um, they did this to the anti-war protesters, they do it to Black Lives Matter, is they find one protester who is a communist. And then they say, oh, the whole anti-war movement are a bunch of violent communists that want to overthrow the government. Or with Black Lives Matter, they find one protester who's saying, kill cops, murder cops. And they say, Black Lives Matter wants to murder cops. You know, that's a technique that they use. And that's what they're doing with these truckers. Yes, somebody was walking around this trucker convoy with a Nazi flag. Well, shame on that person. They shouldn't have done that. That's awful. Um, you know, but, you know, you know, does that mean that all the truckers are Nazis? No, there are Sikh truckers. There are, you know, people of color marching with the truckers and, and part of their convoy. And so that's, that's, a, that's a distortive technique. And what this actually reminds me of, cancel culture actually started with Fox News. 
before social media was a thing, I remember this, Fox News was canceling college professors. They went after Ward Churchill, the Native American uh, professor uh, at the, uh, the University of Colorado. They went after um, a teacher in San Francisco. Um, and it was basically some, somebody somewhere said something, you know, criticizing U.S. imperialism, said something about U.S. foreign policy. And so Fox News would, quote unquote, make them famous and destroy their careers. And they would get death threats and they couldn't get jobs. It was awful. I mean, they got Ward Churchill fired from the University of Colorado. And it was cancel culture that they started with Fox News. And there was a website called Discover the Networks that was created by uh, David Horowitz. And it was like tracking leftists. Um, and, you know, he made a list of 110 worst uh, college professors, my, my good friend or Somebody I know named Grover Fur, I wouldn't call him my good friend, but somebody I know and I've hung out with, a really nice man named Dr. Grover Fur. He was in that book. That's how I first heard of him. Um, and, you know, they just, uh, it was Fox News that really started the cancel culture. And it was, it was, and I would always get mad when I would watch Fox News uh, because, um, you know, because uh, basically, um, you know, they would not argue against what these people said. In a lot of cases, these people said true things. They said things that were undisputedly true. And instead of engaging with them, they would just cancel them for them. Oh, my God, you're saying that Israel is occupying Palestine. Well, they are. Oh, you can't say that. Oh, oh my God, you're saying that the USA has funded dictators around the world. Well, it has. Uh -huh. And it was like sometimes what these people were saying was objectively true. But it was just it sounded anti-American and it was just appealing to that kind of, you know, that, you know, you know, kind of these, these boomers that are right wing. It's like. You can't be disrespecting America. You're disrespecting America. You should move to another country. It was awful. It was really, really awful. Wow, folks, this has been a wild stream. This has been a crazy, wild stream. And I really am so glad that you all are here. I have had fun. We're going to do this again. We're going to do this again. People weren't clowning around. People were, uh, you know, being cool. And we had some, I got to meet uh, people from the community. This was really, really great, folks. So I'm really, really glad we can do this. And now it looks like we can take calls. Looks like we can take calls. Uh, we're not going to do it every day, but we're going to do it uh, because it can be done successfully and safely. So that's really, really great. Um, he compared the vaccine mandate to Nazi. He wasn't Nazi. I don't even know what that means. I don't know. I don't know who that is. Uh, who compared that? And I, I don't even know what that means. But listen, uh, folks, uh, we're going to end it here. Uh, it's been a wild stream. I really appreciate everyone. I really love this community from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate everything that you're doing. If you want to help this event happen in Austin, please shoot us a donation. Um, you know, there's a link down below. Um, and I think we're going to end it here. A new upsurge in the struggle against U.S. imperialism is now emerging throughout the world. Ever since World War II, U.S. imperialism and its followers have been continuously launching wars of aggression. But the people of various countries have been continuously waging revolutionary wars to defeat their aggression. While the danger of a new world war still exists, and the people of all countries must get prepared, revolution is the main trend in the world today. While the danger of a new world war still exists, people of all countries must get prepared, revolution is the main trend in the world today. Good night, everybody.